friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and today on this episode, we are going to talk about how to deal with business burnout in your Etsy shop and what to do if you are beginning to feel burnt out or if you are in the depths of feeling burnt out. This episode is actually kind of a reflection of my own experience and my own situation, whereby I realized that I feel burnt out cyclically in the course of the year, almost every year in my business. I first started noticing this cycle of burnout about two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Although I have experienced random phases of burnout periodically throughout the course of being a business owner, but usually it was in the context of other things that were going on in our lives, like moving or a new baby or whatever, but nothing that I marked as a cycle or a pattern of what I realized in the business. When COVID started and everything was kind of locked down and we were all staying at home and all of that, It changed everything for everyone. We withdrew into our houses and our families, and it was the first time that I had really recently, at least, thought about walking away from the business and just being a stay-at-home mom. But after those weeks and months kind of drug on, um, I'm so very glad that, that I did not stop working during that time because I think I might have actually lost my mind during those phases of the pandemic when there really honestly wasn't a whole lot to do other than working. And I was extremely thankful to have this business that I could do at home and not have to leave my house. So I kept kind of plugging along. I don't really know, you know, why I feel so burnt out, but I just kept going. And during that time, it was really stressful intermittently, which I've talked about on the podcast. And I know that, you know, so many of you guys experienced this yourselves um, and continue to experience it to some degree. But there was so much back and forth with kids and school and daycare. And I actually had a new baby during that time in July of 2020 and all of that. So I'm sure you guys can relate to that. It was tough. But then the next year rolled around and March happened again, as it does every year. And I felt burnt out again. And I chalked it up to, okay, things are starting to open up again. We feel like we have a little bit more freedom. Maybe I just feel burnt out because I'm tired of the unknowns and the up and down of pandemic life and everything. And that's contributing to my burnout. And I think that that probably was and continues to be true, that a lot of us are just burnt out in life <laughs> in general. Um But during this time frame, I actually had a conversation with my friend Taylor about burnout and about seasons of burnout in business. Um, Y'all have heard me talk about Taylor if you've been around here for any length of time. Taylor helps me with a lot of things in the business. She's my tech lady. She's my masterclass helper. And actually by trade, she's a photographer. So she does wedding photography. 
So I was talking with Taylor about burnout last year, and I asked her if she had seasons in the year that she felt burnt out consistently, like every year. She's been doing photography for a long time. She's been doing wedding photography specifically for a long time. And she said that she did too. And it usually centered around these seasons of the summer or the fall where she is doing a whole bunch of weddings and then she's gone all the time and she's traveling all the time and all of that. And I thought that was interesting. So I was like, okay, well, she's having these cycles of burnout as well. And then March rolled around again this year. And I've had the exact same conversations with my husband this year that I had with him the past two years. And it finally hit me. I feel burnt out in March. (laughs) I feel burnt out every spring. And I started thinking about why that would be true. Because about a month or so ago, I was sitting at lunch with some friends and I was gushing about how much I love working and how I would never want to quit working. And I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom and I like working. It lights me up. It gives me energy and just, I mean, honestly, just gushing about it. And then a month later, I'm talking to my husband about wanting to plant a garden and bake some bread and maybe take up watching Days of Our Lives during the day on the couch. So what is the deal there? What's going on to make me have these feelings every March, apparently, about wanting to quit and be uh, just free as a bird, I guess. I'm not really sure even what I would want. Because the thing is, I don't want to quit. I love working. I love what I do. I love the freedom that it gives me to have this job. There's absolutely no job that would give me the kind of flexibility that I have with this, the kind of creativity that I have, and frankly, the control over the business that I have by being a solo business owner and an entrepreneur. And I love the income that it brings in that contributes to the other goals that we have for our family. So what's the deal here? After reflecting on this a little bit, it hit me that a lot of the burnout that I think that I feel, and I think that this is true for most people that feel burnt out or feels like maybe this is not the direction that they want to go in, it goes back to the balance in your life between what you feel like you have to do and what you feel like you want to do and how much time your work is taking away from the things that you want to do. I think that this tends to happen for me in March because March is kind of the first month in my town, my location. I'm in the mountains of North Carolina where the weather starts to not totally stink. So March is kind of where we start to be able to go outside again. The wintertime is really gray and dreary and it rains a lot and I hate the rain And so then the sun starts to come up and or come out and daylight savings time starts and I'm like, I'm alive again and the winter is finally over and I hate the winter. And so now I don't want to be working anymore because this is my season and I want to be doing other things and I want to do the things that I want to do. So I think that that's why it happens seasonally for me like that. But that's not to say, you know, even in saying that there should be a balance between the things that you feel like you have to do and the things that you feel like you want to do. It's not to say that working is something that you're not going to always want to do or that you're always not going to want to do. I would not say that for myself. I like to work. I thrive on working in the wintertime. 
But I don't like when I feel like work is taking over everything else in my life or that there's a whole lot of things that I want to be doing that I don't have time to do because I'm working all the time or that my family is suffering because of my work schedule and this pressure that I have put on myself to continue to grow my business bigger or do more or take on more or whatever. So ultimately, I think that the burnout really centers more around the things that you're not able to do than it does around the things that you're doing. Now, that's not to say that there are not going to be things that you're doing in your business that you don't necessarily enjoy. I know for a lot of people, uh, product photography is something that we do not enjoy and feels like just a forced thing that we have to do. Uh, A lot of people also feel really overwhelmed by SEO or they don't like packaging or whatever that is for you. But just disliking one aspect of your business doesn't necessarily make you burned out. It just makes it kind of a normal thing. We can't love every single aspect of every single thing that we're doing all day long. It's just not realistic. But if you end up feeling like your business is consuming all of your time so that you don't have any time to do the things that fill you back up again or energize you in a creative an inspired kind of way, then it ends up just feeling like this grind of constantly moving forward and not being able to take that pause and do things that give back to yourself. So much like all of the other things that we struggle with in our business, it all kind of ends up going back to time management and a finite amount of time to do the 700 million things that we have to do in our lives these days. But what I have found in my own business and in my experience with burnout as a business owner is that actually stepping back from the business allows me to be filled up and to re-energize myself in a way that then makes me more productive and able to balance my time a little bit better. So it actually seems counterintuitive that sometimes spending less time in the business actually makes me more productive and more efficient in the business because I'm not just kind of in this blah stage mentally of being like, ugh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here today. I wish I could be sitting on the couch watching TV. Instead, I take time to do the things that I want to do so that when I'm working, it doesn't feel like it's consuming my whole life. And that doesn't mean that you have to step back from your business completely. It doesn't have to be a black or white thing. Like either you're going gung-ho 24 hours a day, your business is consuming your whole entire life, or you're stepping back from it and you're putting your shop on vacation mode and you're not doing it at all. There can be a balance and there can be this delicate um, kind of weighting of both things and which allows you to not feel that burnout while still being able to build your business and be a part of your business and continue to do the business um, and not just take a break from it completely. So what does that look like in practical terms? I have a few um, tips for how I am working on this burnout for the spring and into the summer when my kids are out of school, which also poses its whole, uh, you know, own group of struggles or challenges, not really struggles, but challenges in terms of time management. The first thing that I am doing, which I have really leaned into recently, I have talked about it before, but then I kind of got away from it for a while, 
and I have gone way back into it again is time blocking. If you have followed me on Instagram, which if you don't, I'm at lauren.keplinger, you have seen me time block out my day hour by hour. I will sometimes post my schedule hour by hour for the things that I want to accomplish during this time and how I switch between activities within the business. This is gonna look different for everybody as everybody obviously has different obligations and different things that they have going on in their lives. I have two separate businesses here. So I have to time block out the time that I'm spending working on my actual Etsy shop and monogramming things and answering messages and laying out the monograms and all of that. And then I also have to time block out this podcast and sending emails and launching my programs and doing live Q and A's and updating my programs and all of that for the coaching side of the business, which is actually significantly more time consuming than my Etsy shop at this point. But what my time blocks look like isn't really the important piece here. The important piece is the act of time blocking very consciously and purposefully to schedule out your day. I have said this again and again with students and prospective students in my Scale Your Scales program. If you have a limited amount of time, which frankly all of us do, then maximizing your efficiency and your use of that time is even more important. And a lot of that goes back to organization and um, intention with how you're spending the time. Building a successful business is not just a matter of sitting at the computer all day. It's a matter of working on the things that get you the most bang for your buck and focusing on your next step and your next most important task at each phase of your journey so that you're not just reactionary. You're not just saying like, okay, I got messages, so now I have to answer them right this second. And then somebody asked me for a rush order, so I have to do that today. And then I'm going to do whatever pops up in my inbox next but you're being more intentional about how you're spending your time so that you can be more effective and efficient. Time blocking is really helpful for me because I can sit down in the morning, in the beginning of the day, or I can sit down like Sunday night or Monday morning for the whole week and say, what are the most pressing tasks that I need to get done today or this week? And what also is going to interrupt those things? So what kind of appointments do I have or doctor visits or you know, somebody coming to work on something in the house or something like that. I don't usually plan beyond one week because I have four kids. So I feel like there's always somebody who's getting sick or has new appointments or whatever. So I don't really feel like I can do two or three weeks or a month at a time because it just changes too much. I like to be able to plan it out and then actually do the step-by-step -step of you know, completing those tasks and working through those time blocks that I've scheduled for myself. And if I were to do that a month in advance, I mean, frankly, I don't even know what I need to work on a month in advance most of the time. So I'm not really able to do that. And then if somebody comes home sick or whatever, it just totally throws off my whole plan, which I don't like. So time blocking is crucial for me. My second tip for burnout that goes along with time blocking is then to schedule your breaks or your non-working time. I have realized personally that I can only be productive on one task or one kind of task for about three hours at a time. 
Now that might sound like a lot of time if you're in the stage of life where you have very young children and you're working in like 20 minute time blocks, but my kids are all in school or daycare. So I have every day, Monday through Friday from eight until three, most of the time. But what I have found is that my focus during that day begins to wane after about three hours. So at that point, I either need to switch to a dramatically different task or otherwise I kind of just end up sitting at the computer, not really doing anything, not really accomplishing anything, but also not feeling like I've taken a break. Then I get frustrated at the end of the day because I feel like I never had a chance to even have a, you know, a breath of fresh air or I'm like, I didn't even have a chance to walk the dog today because I worked all darn day. But that's not really true. I didn't work all day, at least not effectively. I worked really effectively for like half the day and then I kind of wasted some time. So I have made it a goal to think really critically about what I'm doing and what I am focusing on right now. And then when I finish that task or when I get to the point that I'm not working very well anymore, I'm not working very efficiently anymore, I step away from it. Scheduling in those breaks can help to give this end point to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to focus on this one thing, whether you like that one thing or not, even if it's something like product photography that a lot of people don't like. Okay, I'm going to work on product photography for two hours. I'm going to do as much as I can with this task that I don't really enjoy, but I'm going to be as efficient as I can to complete as much as I can and then I'm going to do something that I like to do. I'm going to bake some cookies. I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to go shopping, whatever you like to do. That then gives you that sort of goal or that motivation to work as well and as focused as you can on that task for that time frame that you've scheduled it. But you know that it's not just this open-ended you know, I'm going to do as much product photography as I can all day long today. And it's going to kind of suck because I'd hate product photography. It's a shorter period of more intense and focused working. And along those same lines with scheduling your day, I would really encourage you to pay attention to the times of the day that you are able to be the most efficient and the most focused, and then schedule your day around that if you have the ability to. For me, that looks like the time period from about 8 a.m. until about lunchtime. After that is when my focus starts to wander. I get distracted more easily. I'm not as efficient in what I'm doing. I kind of piddle around a little bit more. So if I have a big task that I need to get done or a deadline that I need to meet on a project, I need to tackle that first thing in the morning when I am the most efficient and the most focused. This is not going to be true for everybody. I am a morning person. So morning has always been my best time to do anything. I took 8 a.m. jogging class when I was in college. <laughs> I am not a night owl and I cannot get anything done at night. But that might be different for you. So paying attention to your own body and your own mindset there and seeing when you feel best working and what works best for your life and your own unique schedule is really important as you think about when you can schedule out your day and how you can do that to be the most efficient. Ultimately for myself, I've started to schedule my days. So I'm working pretty solidly from about eight to 11 on mentally heavy tasks like 
writing out the podcast episodes or writing emails or working on my paid programs and coaching. And then if I still need to get more done, I can work on monogramming and Etsy stuff for another couple of hours. So let's call that maybe 11 to one if I were gonna time block it. And then after that, I'm kind of shot, particularly if I have done that consistently from eight to one. So rather than stay at my office and piddle through some more orders where I'm still monogramming and I'm still kind of working, but I'm definitely not working very quickly. So it's taking me twice as long to do everything or I'm working on some coaching allegedly, but really I end up just kind of surfing Facebook and going down rabbit holes and not accomplishing a whole lot. I've started to kind of check myself to say, okay, am I actually getting anything done or am I just pretending like I'm working right now? And if I'm pretending like I'm working right now, I step away from the computer and I step away from work in general. And then I go do something else. I go work out or I go to lunch with a friend or I take the dog for a walk. And that makes me feel like I haven't just spent all day long in this grind of doing stuff that I may or may not really want to be doing. And it has really helped to re-energize me and the burnout that I was feeling. It makes me feel like I do have that flexibility and the freedom to do the things that I want to do. And I'm not just married to my computer screen all day long. And then in turn, that makes me feel more motivated and more energized for the next day of work and focus and planning out the activities that I have to get done during that day because I then also can see the end point of when that work day is over and when I get to do the things that I want to do. Now, I want to take a second here to address the fact that I realize that there is an enormous amount of privilege that I have here in this schedule for the day, both in terms of not having an additional job outside of this business that I run online and also not having kids that are home with me all day. Obviously, it's a choice for me to put my youngest child in daycare, and that's what works best for us in this season of life, and that's going to be different for everyone. And if I had a full-time, you know, eight to five or eight to six or whatever job where my day was completely filled up during those hours that I had to be at a job where I was like clocking in and clocking out, and then I had to come home and build this business in those margins of time afterwards, I realized that there would be an entirely different maybe not entirely different, but a uh, definitely a different conversation about the um, scheduling struggles and the challenges there. So I do want you to know that I understand that while I have talked a lot about my schedule and my time blocking and what that looks like for me in order to be able to do some of the things that I want to do or have some of the free time that I wanna have, I also understand that that's not going to be true for everyone and that's not realistic for everyone's schedule. I do also want you to know that while I was building the business when I first started my Etsy shop, when I was first kind of diving into this, I did have really young kids at home all the time. They were not even in preschool, they were babies. And so the time blocking and the scheduling and the freedom to be able to do some of the things that I wanted to do or do things in an organized way where I could have them be done at the same time every day looked very different when my kids were young and home all day and every day was kind of like all over the place. Regardless of what that actual schedule looks like and how much free time or how much margin you have to schedule your time, I still think that the principles here are applicable. The more organized that you can be, the more it's going to allow you to complete the most stuff 
in the least amount of time. And when you can focus and work efficiently and effectively to accomplish those things without having those things just eat up every single second of every single day, it then allows you to have time to step away from the business and to step away from that obligation so that you're able to do those things that fill you back up and energize you and give you back some of your life. So even if that only looks like two hours a day after work where you spend 45 minutes working on Etsy tasks and 30 minutes on uploading new listings and then you schedule out 30 minutes of reading a book or having a cup of coffee or wine or whatever with a friend, make sure that there is that balance between the grind of working and sort of the grind of everyday life and also taking time to allow yourself to have some breathing room. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you and that you can think about the ways that you can time block and schedule out both your work time and your non-work time so that you can achieve a balance between the two that allows you not to feel burnt out and to enjoy life outside of work because life is not just about work. I would never want you to think and I would never say that building a successful business or having a successful online business comes at the expense of all the free time and all of the things that you like to do. That's not the goal for me, and I don't think that's the goal for you either. So using the time that you have wisely, being able to schedule out that time so that you can work in your most efficient periods and you can work effectively on the things that need to be accomplished without just allowing your work to fill up all of the time that you have is super important. Thanks so much for tuning in. I would love to continue this conversation and connect with you over on Instagram. I am at lauren.keplinger and I am in my DMs and interacting with people all the time. So if you have questions about the episode, follow up, thoughts, comments, whatever, shoot me a DM and I would love to connect with you. I will see you back here, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.